our attitude in regard to politics. To the teachers and managers of our schools, those who have charge of our institutions and our schools should guard themselves diligently, lest by their words and sentiments they lead the students into false paths. Those who teach the Bible in our churches and our schools are not at liberty to unite in making apparent their prejudices for or against political men or measures, because by doing so they stir up the minds of others, leading each to advocate his favorite theory. There are among those professing to believe present truth some who will thus be stirred up to express their sentiments and political preferences, so that division will be brought into the church. The Lord would have His people bury political questions. On these themes, silence is eloquence. Christ calls upon His followers to come in unity on the pure gospel principles which are plainly revealed in the Word of God. We cannot, with safety, vote for political parties, for we do not know whom we are voting for. We cannot, with safety, take part in any political scheme. We cannot labor to please men who will use their influence to repress religious liberty, and to set in operation oppressive measures to lead or compel their fellow men to keep Sunday as the Sabbath. The first day of the week is not a day to be reverenced. It is a spurious Sabbath, and the members of the Lord's family cannot participate with the men who exalt this day and violate the law of God by trampling upon a Sabbath. The people of God are not to vote to place such men in office. When they do this, they are partakers with them of the sins which they commit while in office. We are not to compromise principle by yielding to the opinions and prejudices which we may have encouraged before we united with God's commandment-keeping people. We have enlisted in the army of the Lord, and we are not to fight on the enemy's side, but on the side of Christ, where we can be united whole in sentiment and action in spirit in fellowship. Those who are Christians indeed will be branches of the true vine, and will bear the same fruit as the vine. They will act in harmony in Christian fellowship. They will not wear political badges, but the badge of Christ. What are we to do then? Let political questions alone. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? Second Corinthians six, fourteen, fifteen. What can there be in common between these parties? There can be no fellowship, no communion. The word fellowship means participation, partnership. God employs the strongest figures to show that there should be no union between worldly parties and those who are seeking the righteousness of Christ. What communion can there be between light and darkness, truth and unrighteousness? None whatever. Light represents righteousness, darkness, unrighteousness. Christians have come out of darkness into the light. They have put on Christ and they wear the badge of truth and obedience. They are governed by the elevated and holy principles which Christ expressed in his life. Those teachers in the church or in the school who distinguish themselves by their zeal in politics should be relieved of their work and responsibilities without delay, for the Lord will not cooperate with them. 
The tithe should not be used to pay anyone for speechifying on political questions. Every teacher, minister, or leader in our ranks who is stirred with a desire to ventilate his opinions on political questions should be converted by a belief in the truth or give up his work. His influence must tell us a labor together with God in winning souls to Christ, or his credentials must be taken from him. If he does not change, he will do harm and only harm. Subheading, Be Ye Separate. I call upon my brethren who are appointed to educate to change their course of action. It is a mistake for you to link your interests with any political party, to cast your vote with them or for them. Those who stand as educators, as ministers, and as laborers, together with God in any line, have no battles to fight in the political world. Their citizenship is in heaven. The Lord calls upon them to stand as a separate and peculiar people. He would have no schisms in the body of believers. His people are to possess the elements of reconciliation. Is it their work to make enemies in the political world? No. No. They are to stand as subjects of God's kingdom, bearing the banner on which is inscribed the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. They are to carry the burden of a special work, a message. We have a personal responsibility, and this is to be revealed before the heavenly universe, before angels, and before men. God does not call upon us to enlarge our influence by mingling with society, by linking up with men on political questions, but by standing as individual parts of his great whole with Christ as our head. Christ is our prince, and as our subjects we are to do the work appointed us by God. The question may be asked, are we to have no union whatever with the world? The word of the Lord is to be our guide. Any connection with infidels and unbelievers that would identify us with them is forbidden by the word. We are to come out from among them and be separate. In no case are we to link ourselves with them in their plans of work. But we are not to live reclusive lives. We are to do whirlings all the good we possibly can. Christ has given us an example of this. When invited to eat with publicans and sinners, he did not refuse. For no other way than by mingling with them could he reach this class. But on every occasion, he opened up themes of conversation which brought things of eternal interest to their minds. And he enjoins us, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Matthew 5:16. On the temperance question, take your position without wavering. Be as firm as a rock. Be not partakers of other men's sins. There is a large vineyard to be cultivated. But while Christians are to work among unbelievers, they are not to appear like whirlings. They are not to spend their time talking politics or acting politics. For by so doing, they give the enemy opportunity to come in and cause variance and discord. Those in the ministry who desire to stand as politicians should have their credentials taken from them. For this work, God has not given to high or low among his people. God calls upon all who minister in word and doctrine to give the trumpet a certain sound. 
All who have received Christ, ministers and lay members, are to arise and shine. For great peril is right among us. Satan is stirring up the powers of earth. Everything in this world is in confusion. God calls upon his people to hold aloft the banner bearing the message of the third angel. God's children are to separate themselves from politics, from any alliance with unbelievers. They are not to link their interests with the interests of the world. Give proof of your allegiance to me, he says, by standing as my chosen heritage as a people zealous of good works. Do not take part in political strife separate from the world and refrain from bringing into the church or school ideas that will lead to contention and disorder. Dissension is the moral poison taken into the system by human beings who are selfish. God wants his servants to have clear perceptions, true and noble dignity, that their influence may demonstrate the power of truth. The Christian life is not to be a haphazard emotional life. True Christian influence exerted for the accomplishment of the work God has appointed is a precious agency, and it must not be united with politics or bound up in a confederacy with unbelievers. God is to be the center of attraction. Every mind that is worked by the Holy Spirit will be satisfied with Him. Manuscript, June 16, 1899. None of us liveth to himself. Romans 14, 7. Let those who are tempted to take part in politics remember that every move they make has its influence upon others. When ministers or others in responsible positions make remarks in regard to these matters, they cannot gather up the thoughts they have planted in human minds. Under Satan's temptations, they have set in operation a train of circumstances leading to results of which they little dream. An act a word, a thought, cast into the minds of the great concourse of humanity, if it bears the heavenly endorsement, will yield a harvest of precious fruit. But if it is inspired by Satan, it will cause the root of bitterness to spring up, whereby many will be defiled. Then let the stewards of God's grace in any line of service beware how they mingle the common with the sacred. Again and again, Christ has asked to decide legal and political questions, but he refused to interfere in temporal matters. He stood in our world as the head of the great spiritual kingdom that he came to our world to establish, the kingdom of righteousness. His teaching made plain the ennobling, sanctifying principles that govern this kingdom. He showed that justice and mercy and love are the controlling powers in Jehovah's kingdom. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 9, page 218.